I'm Jonan. And I'm Michaela. And welcome to ABC Radio, or Asian-based content radio, hosted by two ABCs, or American-born Chinese. Here's where we talk about Asian media and culture. This podcast review is a collaboration between Anthro Magazine and KPLY. Uh, today, we watched Over the Moon, which is an animated film produced by Netflix and Shanghai Pearl Studio, and animated by Sony Pictures. So before we get into the legend that the movie is based on, let's have a quick rundown of what the movie is about. So I'm about to say some spoilers just to provide like a quick summary or premise of the movie. So basically there's this girl named Feifei who grew up with her two parents. And as a child, her mom would tell her the legend of Chang'e and their family made mooncakes every year as like their business. And so um, while she was growing up, Feifei's mom uh, passed away because she was sick. And so years later, her dad started dating another woman again who had a son named Chin. And so Feifei, in order to prove, like, to her father that she he should wait for her mom and still like love her and stuff um she was gonna go find Chang'e on the moon and so she eventually built a rocket to the moon and went there with Chin just hiding in the back of it and so they both end up going to the moon and find Chang'e and along the way uh they meet a bunch of like space chickens and a penguin and a bunch of other characters as they try to find this thing called the gift for Chang'e. And at the end, uh, Chang'e is able to um, bring back her husband, but only for a few minutes. And uh, she gets into a depressive state. And so Fei-Fei has to help Chang'e, and they help each other like overcome their sadness of their losses. And at the end, Fei-Fei learns to let go and accept her new family. Over the Moon is based on the Chinese legend of Chang'e and the Jade Rabbit. According to legend, the Jade Rabbit was chosen to be the medicine maker of the Jade Emperor, the King of the Gods, after being willing to sacrifice himself to feed the Jade Emperor in disguise. In this position, he learned how to make the elixir of immortality. The Jade Emperor had ten sons, who are the actual sons in the sky, and were supposed to rotate each day. One day, all ten sons came out to play, scorching the earth. The Jade Emperor sent Ho Yi, another god, to go reconcile with them. However, the sons were stubborn, and Ho Yi decided to shoot down nine of the ten sons to save the earth. As punishment for killing his sons, the Jade Emperor banished Ho Yi and his wife, Chang'e, to earth. In search of a way to return to the heavens, Ho Yi met with the Mother Queen of the West. She went to the Jade Rabbit, asking for the elixir of immortality, and threatened to curse them if they did not comply. Given the elixir, she then gave it to Ho Yi, warning him that he needed to split it with his wife. However, Chang'e, wanting to return to the heavens as quickly as possible, drank the entire elixir on her own and floated off to the moon. Betrayed, Ho Yi went to shoot her down, but couldn't because he loved her too much. The Jade Emperor, hearing of all of this, punished the Jade Rabbit with the same punishment that Chang'e had, sending him off to live with the moon with Chang'e. Well, so basically this is the myth that the movie is based off of, but the myth itself has a lot of like different versions. Like the version that I learned was that uh, after Ho Yi killed all the sons uh, and he got banished to earth, he became emperor of China and was a really like bad emperor and like just partied all day and didn't do anything and got really fat. And he got really selfish too because he wanted to become immortal so he could be king forever. 
So then after he got the immortality elixir, basically Chang'e took took the entire elixir because she didn't want Hoi to live forever because he sucked. And then he tried to um, shoot her down, but then he missed because he like didn't practice because he was too busy being a party animal. So I meant like there's just different versions. Um, I think this movie like paints Hoi in a really like nice way. So I meant that's probably why they chose the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's a little funny how like she was like, being all catholic like you're not allowed to remarry and i'm going to show you by showing you another person who did not remarry <laughs> she's stuck in the moon but um i meant yeah it is a pretty interesting movie yeah and like i don't know the movie itself like story-wise was written like kind of weirdly like it had like a strong setup at the beginning with like setting up like oh yeah she had like a strong bond with her mom like the importance of like the moon festival and mooncakes and then as it kept going like oh yeah there's her dad's gonna remarry and there's this like annoying little brother and then she decides to go to the moon to like prove that love should be forever yeah i really like the montage scene where she's like how do i build the rocket to go to the moon and then in the end she uses the light speed rail and um I just thought that was really interesting because like like it's just it was just a really good montage scene because it showed like her you know like you know like montage scenes are usually very high energy but I just thought that this was extremely high energy and I really liked it. Mm, I also like like this montage scene because there's one part where there's like a bunch of papers on the wall and so there's like this animated like sort of drawing of like the rocket taking off and failing a bunch of times and I just thought that was like really creative of them to do like as a representation of all her failed trials. Yeah, I agree. I was surprised to find out that this movie was written by uh, and directed by white people, um, because <laughs> I I was under I was under the impression I was under the impression that this was created by a Chinese studio in like China, but like I don't know, like it's kind of a I don't even know what to say because like um also like the movie Mulan, like everyone was like OMG hashtag representation for Mulan, right, the live action, but then like it was also written and directed by white people, so it's like I don't know, like. I'm still happy about the movie. Fine. It could just always be better, you know? <laughs> I mean, so this was, like, a co- collaboration between Netflix and, like, a different studio in Shanghai. And then it was, oh. like, animated by Sony. So, like, it was mostly made in America with, like, a little bit of, like, Chinese influence. Yeah. And, like, the main voice cast is all Asian. Like, the people yeah, they're all Asian. Them, like, like the family members uh, yeah. are Asian, but like that's fine. Yeah, like notable, like notable actors were like Philippa Sue, which who played uh Eliza and Hamilton, and um Ken Jeong, who's like a Korean comedian. I think there's yeah. more, but like that's just the ones that I've uh, recognized. Yeah, and there there's a lot of songs in this as well because it's like a children's movie, so like kind of a musical sort of way. There's like three songs, just like in the intro before she even gets off to the moon. There's yeah, the yeah, that actually her. really caught me off guard. Too. Like, I wasn't expecting a musical. I think, yeah. like, the movie follows a lot of the classic American children's movie formula. So they have, like, the funny character that is only there for comedic effect, kind of, which is Gobi the Pengaligan or Pen- Pangolin? Pangolin. <laughs> and then they have, like, the the, like, scene that all the kids are going to talk about which is like the ping pong scene because Chang'e and the little brother like 
have a ping pong match by the way and it's just there for like kicks you know just like it's kind of funny and then um they also have like the the emotional part i think i think like it just it just hits like all of the classic cliche stuff which is i mean it's fine it's just a little bit predictable and i think because they were trying to hit all of these things that it left it didn't leave enough room for um plot you know yeah so like going in order after she gets to the moon she does eventually get to meet chang uh and there's like this whole like musical number introducing her and like providing a backstory, which I really appreciated because like it was really well done. Like the music was a bop and everything. Oh yeah, for sure. And also, I thought it was so cool how like and at the first like frames where Changa is in like the movie, it's like a silhouette because traditionally when you see Changa in the moon, you can only see her silhouette, and it was like, oh hey, that's the traditional Changa. And then she like draws back the curtain and she becomes like Lady Gaga, and it's like, oh, but it's a modern Changa you know (laughs) and like i don't know the main motivation of the movie after she gets to the moon is that they need to find something called like the gift in air quotes which is never explained kind of yeah that was literally a disaster so uh spoiler alert um they find the gift in the moon cake that the the person that her dad's gonna remarry made for her because earlier in the movie the person oh yeah okay so Chang'e basically wants to bring Hoi back to life because Hoi died and so she needs the gift and also the jade rabbit potion in order to do that and she only has a certain amount of time before she can no longer do that so she needs she said that um she said I gave you the gift she says to Feifei the uh, main character and then obviously they lost it because they crashed onto the moon and they're just trying to find the gift and earlier the lady that is gonna marry her Feifei's dad was like oh yeah I'm a descendant of Ho Yi and then it's later later on the gift is found in the mooncake that she, that the, the lady who is gonna marry her dad makes for her and then later on in the movie we see that um she's wearing this necklace that's the same necklace that Chang'e has but just never explained like we just it's just it's like they don't connect the dots they're just like they don't even draw attention to the necklace. Like, literally, you have to look for it. Like, it's just like, what? How did the... So, so Chang'e knew that the piece of the necklace was in the ship. And then, like, it was just, it's just like... It's very strange. It just doesn't make any sense. And there's no teaser for a sequel. So it's just, they just never explain it. It's just very... It's a very... It, it's a plot hole that could be easily fixed. Yeah, and, like... Okay, so the main character's name is Fei-Fei. She's, like the person who wants to go to the moon and then the annoying little brother's name is chin those names are kind of questionable because like those aren't chinese words either <laughs> i mean like if it was feifei if it's the fei i'm thinking about that make that makes her name fat because it means oh i was thinking like flying because she flew to the moon oh my god that makes so much more sense <laughs> literally i was like feifei fatty fat fat and i'm like <laughs> did they seriously name her daughter fat Okay, Chin, though, I don't know. I don't know about Chin. That's a really questionable word and name for a person. Because that's not a word. Yeah, it's just, ugh. And also, like, okay, the animal sidekicks, I think they went a little bit too far of the animal sidekicks. There was three. There were three animal sidekicks. And, like, okay, so there's a rabbit named Bungie, a frog who I don't think they even gave a name. The frog is Chin's, Bungie is Feifei's initially. And then there's the pangolin named Gobi. He was cool. Yeah, Ken Jong, Ken Jong the pangolin. Yes. 
and, and like, then there's like chickens and then okay there's literally so many freaking animals that just appear up like and also there's space frogs there are frogs in space and space dogs and then there's a dog that comes at the end of the movie yeah there's they introduce a lot of characters and do like nothing with a lot of them like Bungie, the rabbit that belongs to fei fei she's like there in the beginning kind of like as moral support i guess Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the moon during like the first like introduction sequence of um Chang'e, like she sees like the jade rabbit, who's like also oh, yeah. like, the fourth animal companion, kind of sort of yeah. And then like kind of falls in love. Like they give her like that facial expression. And then later on, like Bungie gets left behind, and she like discovers the jade rabbit's hideout, and she gets zapped with potion. She nuzzles the jade rabbit. She gets laser powers, and none of that is ever explained later on. She just has laser powers at that point. Yeah, and it's like, is she immortal now? And it's like, now they're in love? Okay, and like, the Jade Rabbit was trying to make the potion to bring Hoi back to life, right? And he was like, oh, the potion doesn't work. Also, the Jade Rabbit can't talk, so he's just like making facial expressions. He's like, oh, the potion doesn't work, and Chang'e is like going insane. And then, um, and then like, literally, like, the secret ingredient is love. So I understand, like, oh, they're like, oh, we need to have love somehow. So let's make the girl rabbit fall in love with the guy rabbit. But it's just so dumb. Like, you know, like, okay, you guys remember, like, Ice Age in which, like, the squirrel falls in love with the girl squirrel and just so, like, normal, like, random. Like, like why did that happen? This is exactly what it felt like. You know? <laughs> it's like Ice Age. And also, like, Chang'e has, like, three melt. Like, okay, usually when a character has a meltdown, we're supposed to make it a big deal, right? And like she does end up having like a really important meltdown scene, but she literally melts down like three times and it doesn't even matter until like the last one. Like it just matters because she kind of controls the weather on the moon because she's a goddess and she like creates a meteor storm which causes the frogs to come. I don't even know. Like it was just so many things just happen for the sake of happening, you know? Like the biker, like the, like there was these chickens that were kind of bad guys like just randomly and then like it's just things just happen for no reason like even like the pengalian like just happened for no reason yes there a lot of okay so i would say from the beginning up until like maybe the ping pong scene everything's like pretty well set up like it followed like a certain order everything still made sense within the universe there's and then they introduce like the chickens on motorcycles that are space chickens that ride biker chicks yeah the biker chick uh <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's just chickens with motorcycles and like they're there they're like sort of antagonists but like not yeah really. oh yeah there's also like no antagonists like i literally like that's kind of fine but i thought it would have been really cool if changa turned out to be evil they also really i think they make her hotter but like I just, <laughs> but um okay. And also, I wanted to note that like Pengalians are really important in Chinese mythology. So I guess it's I guess you need a I guess you need a Pengalian there. But like, uh, there was no flashback scene. Okay, the Pengalian was like, oh, I was kicked out of the palace. But it would have been so cool if there was a flashback scene, like and or like a flashback scene with like Chang'e and like what did she do when she took the freaking potion like because i because in the beginning of the movie the um aunties of feifei are like oh changa is such a good and romantic person the other person's like no she's wanted to ditch her husband and it's like it's never clear what she wanted to do yeah and like i don't know so when so she goes back to her ship to go look for like the gift because she doesn't actually know what it is and she assumes it's like it's a doll that her mom gave her 
And so when she gets there, she, like, meets the pangolin for the first time. And then the chicken's kind of just like, hey, give me the gift or I'm going to, like, hurt you or something. They kind of didn't really threaten. They kind of just took it. <laughs> yeah. She sided with the pangolin because, like, he wouldn't leave her alone. Yeah, because like, he was, like, being really annoying. But, like, in the funny way that most kids' movies have now, like, there's always that annoying character that's supposed to be funnily annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, she kind of vents to him later on, like, while they're escaping from space frogs and kind of riding on one. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a musical number where she, like, kind of just gets over her, like, dead mom in, like, one song. Yeah. Okay, also, like... If the Pengalian was there for her to vent, shouldn't shouldn't the P- Pengalian been Chin? Like Chin was supposed to be the annoying character, right? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> you know what would have been really cool? What Okay, since allegedly allegedly Chin's mom and Chin are related to Ho Yi, what if Chin like cuz like also the Pengalian has value because he um knows a lot about Chang'e. What if Chin is like, "Oh yeah, my ancestors told me that Chang'e blah 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 blah." And then it's like then it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, they're okay. So this movie has really weird pacing because like some parts feel really rushed like when she got over her mom or like the speed at which they got the gift. But then some yeah. scenes are really drawn out. Like there's like this like sort of fight sequence where they oh no they drop the gift and it's like bouncing around all over the place sort of situation, and that seems like so long for absolutely no reason. And like the doll still gets destroyed at the end anyway. Yeah, and also the scene with like the space frogs. Like okay, so basically there are frogs in, on the moon and they just randomly come out and they're huge. They're like gigantic frogs. Like that was just a random scene that didn't need to happen. And like was super long and just yeah, just like it does it doesn't the second half of the movie doesn't give the first half justice. Yeah, definitely. And just like I don't think we've actually said this yet. All of like the living beings on the moon, other than the Jade Rabbit, are Chang'e's tears. Like all of them. Like there's mooncake people, there's just blob people, there's chickens, there's frogs, apparently. There's the penguin, <laughs> and they're all her tears because every time she cries, it just springs out and it's colorful blob stuff, and then they get mashed together into people. Yeah. Hashtag goddess things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but actually, speaking of goddess things, can we talk about the ping pong scene? Like, there was a rap song and everything. <laughs> like, it just, like, she's like, we have to bring him to the interrogation room. And they just play ping pong. And then obviously, uh, Chin has to beat her because like plot. And it's just like, um, okay. And also she has a cool outfit change, but like, it was, it was just un- like, it was completely unnecessary, but I totally vibed with it. Cause it visually was so good. And also the song oh, yeah. was also a pop. Like it was a really fun scene. Like maybe it was just like, a like, uh, if you're aware with the uh, musical um, Rocky Horror, there's a scene uh, where they sing the uh, the time warp song and literally just exists because why not? I think that's one. Of, I think it's like that scene is just there because it's like, ah, oh, it's fun. Come on. Chang'e yeah. is playing ping pong. Like it looked so good. I cannot express how like amazing it was to watch it for the first time. And like it also like, had a lot of metaphors i guess 
yeah for, like, her being stuck on the moon and like being on the dark side and all that stuff and like it was the way it was shot and like all this i just liked a lot of it like the way that they chose all the angles and all of it it was good oh yeah it was so it was a lot of fun and also like this movie does such a good job of color like color is like co- like the colors in this movie are, are really 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 good like it's visually a very good movie yeah like it's super detailed visuals are like amazing like it's so colorful and like it, if i was a probably a younger child it would have captured my interest a lot more but i was too busy like being messed up with the writing and pacing (laughs) yeah visually looked really good like it's so detailed there's one point where you can see him put down like his ping pong paddle and you can see like all like the individual like hexagons that are normally on ping pong paddles but also just like the scratches on them as well which was like really detailed and unnecessary but very cool yeah kind of like toy story 4 like just very detailed like i think like a lot of movies nowadays are very good visually like toy story 4 is very visually good but then, like, plot-wise, it's kind of, like, lacking. Like, maybe it's because the budget is spent too much on visuals. I have no idea. But I do appreciate it. Yeah. And, like, they did. So the team who animated it apparently, like, went to China and based the town she's from on an actual Chinese town. But they only show that town for, like, the first, like, 20 minutes and the last, like, 10. The rest of it, they're on the moon. Yeah. Basically, like, the town, like, uh, when I went to China for, like, a trip over the summer, like, a couple years ago, like, that town, it d- it does look like a Chinese town, I have to say. Like, it, it just, it's pretty accurate. It looks like a countryside town, you know? Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. It was really well done. Like, it, they, they were super detailed. It looked amazing. All of it looks amazing. Yeah, like, like, back to Flavors of Youth, it looks like the noodle town from Flavors of Youth. Yeah, that... Yeah, it did look like that. (laughs) Slightly less modern, but, like, still mostly there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. There's just so... I feel like there's a lot of lost potential. They introduce so many characters, and, like, the setup was super good, and then all of a sudden they introduce, like, a bunch of characters. They don't do anything with all of them. I would argue that the only characters that actually got development was like Chana and Fei Fei. Chin, like not really. He kind of just acted like an idiot the whole time and being stubborn about <laughs> being his family. Honestly, Chin is like Chin is an okay idiot character. Sometimes idiot characters make me mad, but Chin was okay because in the end, there's a wholesome moment with Chin. Yeah, and Fei. but like he was so insistent that he was her family, even though like their parents weren't married, and I think they only knew each other for like under a year. Yeah, like for a week. Well, I mean, because there was, like, the whole moon festival scene where, like, she met her for the first time on the day of the moon festival. Oh, yeah. And then, like, there's, like, the rocket construction part. I don't know how long it was. I'm assuming it's, like, a year. But they never really explicitly said. Yeah. And it's also, like, I don't know. Like, the writing, okay, writing, bad. We established it. The writing, overall, pretty bad. Like, like, a little bit below average. I, I call it that because the beginning was good, but I do want to write. I do want to talk about the one scene where the writing was spot on, and the visual storytelling, and that was like like the climax. Yes, very yeah. It, the climax was really well done. So after like they find the gift in the moon cake, she gives it to Chang Uh, and they like resummon Ho Yi. And there's like this really beautiful scene where like the 
the castle that they're in like grows into a forest and like Ho-E like sings this song with chang as they like meet and then he fades away because his time is up like he literally dies again yeah and so she goes into like the great darkness i think it was called which Mm -hmm. is basically just like where everything gets shut off because of the fact that everything's powered by like her power and her tears and stuff like that so the entire like kingdom just like turns off and she gets depressed and yeah in like a sadness room that no one can enter Except for Feifei, because Feifei also knows deep sadness because her mom died. Yeah. And there's, like, this really, I'd say impactful. Yeah, it was impactful. Where, like, when she goes in, she sees her memory of her with her mom and her mom, like, messing with her hair. And then when her mom died, she cut it all off because it reminded her too much of her mother. And that was, like, really powerful. Because, like, at the beginning, uh, Chang'e noticed, like, oh, yeah, why does your hair look so bad? And now we know, like, a really good reason for why. And it's just that part, like, the callback was really good. Yeah, and then Chang'e sees that and she's like, oh, you also know what I'm going through. And then they comfort each other, which is so, like, pure and good. And it almost made me cry. It was such a good scene. It was so sad. And, and then Chang'e was like, you have to move on. Oh, yeah, that's the central theme of the movie is, like, moving on, you know? Kind of um, hypocritical of her, but, like, I mean... It, oh, yeah, because Chang'e, um, like, literally didn't move on. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I Even Ho-Yi, like, literally Ho-Yi's last words are, like, forget about me, move on. Like, honestly, if that happened to me, I'd also get depressed. I think, like, it reflects us as humans a lot because it's a lot easier to help other people than help ourselves. Because we can see the flaws of other people through, like, a different perspective than what they see themselves. Yeah. And also, like, obviously, like, okay, Chang'e herself knows that she needs to move on. But it's just so much easier to just, like, not do that and then just tell someone else to do it, you know? Especially since she, like, lives forever because she's immortal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Took the immortality pill, yeah. Yeah, so she's been on the moon for, like, thousands of years, like, alone. Knowing Ho-E died a long time ago because he was mortal. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and then so, watching him die again, like, oof. Yeah, and, like, the character design-wise, all the characters look pretty good. Like, even Ho-E, for a dead person, looked pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good for a dead guy. Um, Yes, I agree. And also, yeah. like, it's in the end, it's implied that her mom reincarnated as a crane. Yeah, but, like, the thing just... is that it doesn't matter because the crane doesn't have like it's just like like it doesn't matter you know yeah so at the end they return so the whole like another portion of the movie is dedicated to like oh yeah here's this picture of you with Chang'e to prove to your dad that like love is forever sort of thing Mm -hmm. and then after like everything said and done they like go back to earth via flying lions and she just, like, kind of lets the photo burn up in the atmosphere. Like, she lets it go, and it burns up. Yeah, because she's like, I've moved on. So Which, I don't need this anymore. And also, she leaves her rabbit behind, because her rabbit fell in love with the jade rabbit on the Yeah, moon. that's just so, like, that one was random. Like, why does that, <laughs> why is this happening, you know? And the, and the rabbit uses her, like, laser powers, like, once. And doesn't even work. Like she used it, tried to use it on the Great Darkness door. Doesn't work. And just like, why 
did you do this? And also the Jade Rabbit, I feel like if the Jade Rabbit got a speaking role, he could have become a better character. Yeah, because, like, at the beginning, he's, like, a DJ for, like, Chang'e's performance. And then he just, like, makes medicine, and then he's just there for the rest of the And then he falls in love at the end. It's just so so weird. (laughs) Anyways. Um... Yeah, not to be, like, a complete downer, but just unnecessary heterosexuality. <laughs> yeah, they did not. There was no reason to put that in there other than, oh, yeah, they needed love for the potion, which also wasn't explained. Like, they just nuzzled each other. Some powder f- fell in when they came apart. And yeah. um, the potion worked. Like, okay. Also, that, like, love thing could have been easily, like... <sighs> like... It could, it could, you could have just worked around it. You didn't need to, like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, love doesn't need to be the final answer. It could be, like, Feifei's tears or something. Like, it also, doesn't have to be that. I think that entire scene just did not need to be included. Because, like, the laser powers weren't useful for the rest of the movie. Uh, the potion could have worked fine without it. Like, just the romance between the two bunnies that don't talk did not need to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was just a waste like, of time. Even if love is, like, supposedly, like, the thing that made the potion work, it was never explicitly stated, so I feel like it would have flew over a bunch of kids' heads anyway. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, if if I was a kid watching this, I'd just be like, haha, funny Pengalian. I wouldn't know it was a Pengalian. I'd be like, funny dog without ears. Funny dog without ears say things. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's all I would get from it. And also, cool songs. And also, I want Chang'e a doll. Like, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about the songs in order now because there's six total. Yeah, six total songs. Uh, the first one's "On the Moon Above," which the mom sings to Fei Fei when she was younger, just like talking about, "Oh yeah, this is like our version of the story of Chang'e, but kind of like simplified so that like it's not super complicated." They kind of didn't talk about how the Jade Rabbit got there, but that's like fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a really nice song, just to, like establish, "Oh yeah, family." And all that stuff. It was such a sweet song. And then also the mom dies in that song, I think. Wait, no, she dies in the No, she dies in, she dies in the next one, which is Mooncakes, which establishes the importance of mooncakes in her family. Like it's her family business and it's like tradition to like make it with I forgot, like egg yolks, I think. Yeah. And it was really and then the mom dies and it made me really sad because they actually portrayed the mom in like a likable way, not just in a normal mom way. Yeah, like it's not like oh yeah it's a disney character mom she's dead oh well like they show like their relationship and like her like sickness progressing like you can see like she has eye bags and like she looks more tired and it's like hunched over and stuff like that yeah but yeah it's actually just it's just really it's really sad and then the next song is rocket to the moon which she like feifei sings while like working on her rocket i think and like building it and she made it in the shape of a rabbit just like because it's cute yeah literally just because it's cute and also i should note that we should note that feifei is a top in her class yeah she's like really smart she's 12 and knows astrophysics (laughs) yeah and also like i love how they showed like the chinese like school uniforms which is kind of just like a sweatshirt like it's like a sweatsuit but it's actually kind of like it's actually kind of cute actually it's a little ugly but it's kind of cute in a I don't know. Like it, shows, it shows her life after she decides oh yeah i'm gonna go 
find Chang'e, like, it shows, like, her dedication to, like, building this rocket and, like, doing research and still going to school. Like, there's this transition where she, like, walks out of the classroom and it's just into her bedroom directly, just, like, with that kind of transition. And, like, I don't know, there's this montage of, like, her, like, doing work, drinking boba, eating food, like, at her desk. And the whole, yeah. like, paper on the walls thing that I talked about earlier. And then she gets her, da- her she was like, hey, dad, I'm going to order things from, like, Amazon or AliExpress or whatever. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then, he, <laughs> and, like, he literally is like, yeah, whatever, bye. And there's, like, a hundred things in her cart. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, she ordered, like, 200 things total. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he still like, went out to, like, the recycling and got more stuff, like, car doors and a washing machine. Yeah. And she know. uses the light speed rail. Yeah, which, like, was kind because it shows, like, the modernization of China, too. Like, the whole, yeah, we need to, like, connect all the older towns so that people can visit their families. That was yeah. present in uh, Flavors of Youth. And so, light like... Speed rail. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, it showed, like, oh, yeah, there's no friction, so you can build up speed to maybe blast off to the moon, which she did use at the end. Mm-hmm. but then her thing like she powered it using fireworks but then it failed because her idiot brother hid in the back seat and she didn't calculate his weight when she was doing her calculations yeah and then like thankfully she got saved by like the flying like lions but then it's like okay but then what's the point of the rocket i mean like i don't know i think it was important to show like oh she's really dedicated and she's really smart but that's i don't know just like again a lot of things in this movie just like happen but then they don't matter yeah, like, it happens, they don't explain it, and then they move on. Yeah, the end. Now, what was the what was the next song? Uh, the song after that is Ultra Luminary, which is the introduction song for um, Chang'e, and it's yeah. really good. Like, the whole My favorite thing, song. <laughs> there's good choreography, good, like, color, angles, animation, all of that stuff. Yeah, Chang'e's design was spot on, dude. Like, they got the hair down. They have, like, the modernization of her outfit I really liked. Just Chang'e was just like, oh, God, she was so cool. <laughs> if, I, if this movie came out when I was a kid. Like, okay, Chang'e has always been one of my favorite Chinese, mytho- Chinese mythological, like, characters. So if this movie came out when I was a kid, I would have been a Chang'e stan. Like, for real. <laughs> And also, like, if you actually, like, listen to the lyrics, it gives, like, good exposition of, like, her character, of how, like, her people are made of her tears because she kept crying because she wanted to go back home. Very sad. Yeah. Uh, The song after that is Hey Boy, which is the ping pong song. It's only a minute long, by the way. Like, it feels like a lot longer. It feels way longer. (laughs) It does feel like a lot longer, but, like, it's only a minute. That whole scene really yeah wow i don't know why it felt so long i don't know <laughs> well that was also a pretty good song good there's a she, she just costume change for Chang'e. it's very random but whatever yeah, and then what's, what's the song after that uh after that is um wonderful which is the song the pangolin sang and he got banished because Chang'e didn't want to process her sadness and that's the whole point of the song is like being wonderful and moving on and processing everything. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, it kicked him out. Yeah. And so he sang it to Fei Fei. And that's how she processed her mom's death. Yes. 
next time you're feeling sad, maybe you should befriend, befriend a pangalligan, pen, a pangolin who can sing. And that's the last song I have on my list. I feel like really, that's all the songs. I yeah, that's be- well. I mean, there's the one that she sang in Chinese to Ho Yi, oh, yeah. but like most of it's in Chinese. It yeah, that one's cool. also like it's also like like ten seconds long. Yeah, that's true too. Like they kind of just sang to each other and then hugged for a bunch of time until yeah. he faded away in her arms. Very very depressing. Yeah. I feel is I feel like there's a song in the darkness room no it's there isn't right no they just like kind of hug each other huh no they sing wonderful again oh yeah reprise love that yeah like they kind of just sing it to each other so that they can both help each other process which i think is also a good message that you need like the help of other people yeah i really like that message she kind of just bottled it up for four whole years and never let it go and like she thought she and her dad were just going to be together forever and that was like it for them because she didn't want to be open to change and processing like her past. Mm-hmm. And also like the dad literally like the dad was going to tell her that he was going to marry this other woman but then he literally shook it, like he just doesn't do it. You know she had to find out from Chin. Yeah like her dad introduced this other lady and like on the same day, she stays over for dinner and meets the little son and, like, never mentions her before then. And I feel like that's kind of messed up because, like, if your parent is dating, I feel like you should probably tell your child, like... Yeah, I think that's kind of, like, that's actually kind of messed up. Like, <laughs> what's your problem? And then, like, they kept on flirting with each other, too. And it's, like, that sucks, you know? Yeah, and, like, for her rest of her family, it's, like, a very typical, like, Chinese family. Like, they all look like I, you should, and, like how asian grandparents should yeah they just there's a certain look (laughs) that i think they just all subconsciously adopt at some point like literally my granddad and my uncles and my aunts look like that (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) and also like okay i love it when the granddad just like like they're just doing something and he's like eating hairy crabs will save your life eating hairy crabs is so great i love eating crabs and it's like Hmm. I have this uncle back in Singapore named Uncle Tiger, and every single time we're eating, he'll just drop a fun fact. Like not not about the same subject every time, but he's just like, "Did you know? Did you know that in the year of blank blah 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 blah?" And we're like, "Okay, <laughs> like I don't know, like why did you say that?" <laughs> I don't know. Because at the beginning, the grandpa's like, "Hairy crabs damage the local ecosystem," which is like referring to like the woman that that is going to remarry. And then at the end, he's like, "Hairy crabs are a good thing, and you should eat them." And like, <laughs> Wait, it's actually so funny no it's because he, he tried them and he can't get he now he loves them so he's like they're these are great whatever we'll forget what i said yeah and like they all have that like asian grandma haircut yeah same haircut people would recognize that but like it's a thing it's like kind of like uh okay for all my people who don't okay how can i how can i explain this imagine kind of a mullet but shorter and on an old person yeah that's what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> kind yeah. of right mm-hmm. that's pretty accurate yeah um yeah and like i don't know there's like certain like tidbits about like fei fei her um 
her voice actor saying rocket to the moon once and that was the take they used which like that's really impressive like she nailed the emotion and everything that they were going for in that one take yeah i agree it was she's a pretty good singer yeah like overall everything except the story is done well (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure like literally the character design great everything great the story why like literally why it's so easy to fix it's so easy just like dedicate a scene where they explain something or they hint at it but no it's literally like so many things happen that don't need to happen or could have done like been done in a way that made more sense and didn't involve adding more characters like it's lazy writing it's lazy like there's she so Chang'e every time she breaks down like or like gets emotionally unstable like a lot of stuff happens like the first time she cries the second time there's like a freaking meteor shower yeah and like that became a whole thing that Feifei needed to avoid but like the things that she does should not have been something that she as a 12 year old child should have been able to like foresee like when it when the meteors are coming down, she's like, go this direction and then keep going faster, even though I know that the meteor will hit the ground before we get to the canyon. And then they okay, just I jump know, over I it can, somehow. I can give that a pass. I can give that a pass. I call that a uh, movie 12-year-old hyper-competency. I mean, she is top of her class, which I guess is a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being top of your class actually makes you uh, able to see the future. <laughs> I would know. Just kidding. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are we ready to rate the movie? Yeah, let's rate the movie because I that's everything I had to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, let's do it out of 10 because this is bigger than out of five. I don't know. It's not like three short films like last time. Yeah, okay, fair. So um, I'm going to rate. Oh, wait. Are you going to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Out of 10, I'd rate it, like, a 7. I don't know. Like, if I were younger and didn't care about the story, I probably would have liked this. Like, it looked amazing. The songs and everything were engaging. Just, like, a lot of things don't make sense once you're an adult and realize, or not adult, but, like, older, I guess, and, Mm. like, actually follow the story because a lot of things are unexplained and never are explained. Well... Hmm. Okay, I a little, I kind of disagree with you because, like, maybe as a kid, I would be like, "Ooh, ooh, pretty lady, ooh." But also, um, as I think, like, I was a pretty annoying kid who would be like, "That doesn't make any sense at all." So I rated, <laughs> I was really annoying. Uh, I would rate it probably a six, just because my younger self would also be probably have the same reaction. But yeah, other than the story, everything else is great. Yeah, Except I'd rate everything else ten out of ten the story is actually kind of important like if you're gonna make a movie like it has to make sense yeah and just too many things don't make sense for me to score it any higher oh also fun fact my mom was watching this before i watched it and i was like oh no mom i I can't watch this so i like walked away but before she was like these characters don't look chinese at all they look latino and i'm like no okay like the characters do look chinese just saying yeah, like, the character design is, like, spot on. Or, not spot on, but, like, they don't look not Chinese. I really liked how they weren't afraid to, like, 
whitify or simplify the features, you know, like um, they're, they have big noses, thick eyebrows, um, not to be like, okay, almond shaped eyes, <laughs> you know, and, and like wide faces. It's like, yeah, wow. That looks like a cartoon version of a Chinese person, but in a not racist way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this has been a review of Over the Moon with Jonan. And Michaela. Uh, and this has been ABC Radio. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>